Welcome to The How of Business with Henry Lopez and David Begin, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today is Dolores Hirschman. Dolores, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Henry, for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation, especially in these challenging times that we're all facing as individuals and business owners. Dolores is going to share her very interesting journey. She has such a varied background, so much that we can learn from her experiences. And then we're going to focus in on, on her focus these days, which is as she calls mastering clarity. And she'll explain what that means. To receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, you can just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. So Dolores Hirschman is an internationally recognized strategist, a clarity coach, a TEDx organizer, speaker, and author. She has over 20 years of experience helping entrepreneurs, companies, and organizations realize their potential by guiding them to clarity, to define their core idea, message, and marketing strategy, which is what's needed to reach their next level of growth. Dolores works with speakers, entrepreneurs, authors, executives, small business owners like us to clarify their message. Her clients gain the clarity that they need to communicate and engage their audience, teams, and stakeholders. Her clients shift from talking about what they do to talking about what they stand for. And we'll have her get into what that means a little bit more. Their, her clients then, they, they lead the conversation. They become thought leaders. And that thought leadership allows her clients to realize the financial and impact goals that they've envisioned for themselves and for their businesses. Her books include Stand Out the TED Way, Be Seen and Grow Your Business, and 18 Minutes of Impact, Move Your Audience to Action the TED Way. Dolores was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and currently lives in the Boston area, outside of Boston. So once again, Dolores Hirschman, welcome to the show. Thank you, Henry. That's a long introduction <laughs> of just me. It's just me. <laughs> I know. You've done so much, and you've, you've had so many experiences. As I was doing the research, I was like, oh my goodness, this, this <laughs> she has just done it all. So... <laughs> Uh, but but let's start it kind of towards the beginning. If I got it right, at around age 19, you started your first business while you were in college, I believe. Yeah, actually, I never talk about this one. So, the, yes, I did. So I went to, I would say I went to an entrepreneurial or let me call it a startup university mm. because I was the third class of the school, actually. Wow. Uh, now it's a very well established, uh, you know, with uh, whatever twenty plus years uh, uh, educating people in in the space of business, and they've expanded, of course. But uh, I was the third class for the school, and we were all entrepreneurs. Actually, some of Argentinians' top executives came out of that school at that time. Um, my brother was actually first class, and his first semester, because the building wasn't finished was um, conducted in the kindergarten classrooms of an old school. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so we were all entrepreneurs and the, 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 we built the school. And at the time, you know, there was this space that I found for the school kind of spirit hats and shirts and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I decided to occupy that school. 
Um, so to occupy that space in the school. And so I, yeah, I did start my little business. And I also had a, a, a practice. I was a, a language tutor. I was a, a, like an after school uh, school tutor. So I taught French, English, and math. Hmm. So I had kind of a double business. That's incredible. So, and, and then you studied business as well. So yeah. I, I think you were alluding to it. So were there influences in your family? Are there entrepreneurs in your family, business owners? So interestingly enough, um, yes and no. My father has always worked for companies, but he was a very entrepreneurial mindset. And more than entrepreneurial, I think he was more of a, or he is more of a, of a visioner. He was always looking into the future and thinking ideas and he was actually hired in that role for different big companies to think of new product development and new partnerships and my mother um is um a travel in the travel industry and at the time when i was in my 20s she had started her own travel agency focusing on bringing people to operas like high quality operas around the world including huh. salzburg music festival so yes and no i don't think i saw it in that well think about it i'm 47 so it's 27 years ago the word entrepreneurship wasn't something we actually talked about all the time it, 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 it obviously they existed but it wasn't what it is right now where it's like a field of study right Right. And so, so you really had the business owners or people who started businesses. So that was such a big concept that I never saw my mother in that role. But if you, if I look back, she was a true entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very interesting. So it's hard for me to say, it was hard for me to summarize all of the things you've done after school leading up to founding Masters in Clarity. So what's your summary of that? It seems like you just did uh, as opportunities presented themselves you you went in different slightly different paths but summarize that that time after school leading up to masters in clarity if you would i will i will and so there's, there's a dance in between what i did or what i explored and who i was becoming um uh and so i can't leave one without it so when i was 20 i had a i was diagnosed with a pancreatic tumor Oh, wow. And I had surgery in the U.S. because in Argentina, they said that I would die. Um, so that actually impacted my mindset because it made me explore or, or, or consider um, a short life. Um, and so when you are faced with the concept of a short life at the age of 20, they really like you, you, you saw a wall and this could end. So, so it kind of brings you into a mindset of, of literally looking at the world and seeing opportunities and asking yourself, why not? Why wouldn't I do it? I'm alive, I do it. <laughs> like, like when, when you, it's just a different kind of looking at the world. So, so when I was 24, and obviously I survived my pancreatic and I was fine, and I went back to school, finished my school, then went to um, Malaysia to do community work because why not? My father was like, why are you going there? And I said, <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't I? Um, and then, so when I met my husband in Argentina, my, I met a guy, and we became my husband, and he was from the US, and we kind of, you know, fell off pretty quickly, and I ended up moving to the US and getting married within seven months of meeting him because 
why not? Uh, so you'll see, you'll see a pattern here. I right? do. I do see a pattern, which I'm sure has been driving your parents crazy ever since. <laughs> um, and so I, we, we got married and I, I moved to the U.S. and I started working on projects. And then I had a baby and then I had another baby and we had four. Um, because why not? Um, and, but but, but the, the truth is, I really have followed my heart and I've been uh, privileged enough to follow my heart and work on projects that really inspired me. So I worked for many years for a nonprofit because we were teaching um, kids how to start and run a business, specifically at youth with children, high school. And in that role, I was a director of, the, of an online learning platform. This, I'm talking 1998. And so while I was employed for a nonprofit, it, it was a very entrepreneurial role. So it's kind of like every project that I, I took on had a side of it that had a challenge or a, an exciting side of it. Yeah. Um, and so when I started having children, I wanted to design the kind of mother I wanted to be. And even when I was working for a nonprofit, I worked from home. I worked remotely, which is unheard, was unheard of in 1998, 1999. But I worked from home and I worked my hours. Like I, I told my boss, look, this is what I'm going to give you or I don't work. Um, and I guess he liked me enough to say whatever <laughs> you want, you do. Um, and so when my third child was born, I decided to, to stop working uh, for, for, for the nonprofit and I stayed home and I think I lasted nine months as a full-time mom and I said this is not working I need <laughs> some kind of project to keep me busy which my mother completely disagreed um, but that's when I started a clothing company because there was a, a woman about well, actually there was a friend of mine a, a school friend of mine who was struggling her husband and her had no job um, and they had three kids and she had started working with a co-op of women doing beautiful uh, hand-knit and hand-loom clothing. So I said, I'm going to help you. And I don't know how I'm going to help you, but I'll help you. And so that turned into a whole company called Wawa's. And we were in Miami Fashion Week and, and Miami Today Show and like the whole shebang. So it's, it's every project, entrepreneurial project I kind of uh, explored and took on it had a purpose or a, or a, or a side to it that was not, I wasn't looking at it as I'm starting a business. I was looking at, I'm helping my friend and that turned into a business. It's, it's just the, the perspective I took on each one of these projects had, had always a side that was exciting to me beyond mm -hmm. the actual building of a business. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. And, and I can see, we'll get into it more in a moment, how that, that led to this focus on clarity. But I want to go back to this, this whole attitude of why not? Because to me, as you've articulated, it's so much of what we need as entrepreneurs, right? We do mm -hmm. all the analysis and the planning and all that's required. But then at the end of the day, it's a leap of faith to some extent. It's a why not? Why not me? Right? It's overcoming that fear that often holds it back, holds us back. I'm curious as to how uh, you have tried to impart that on your children, for example, that, hmm. that attitude and perspective. I did a really good job with my oldest one. Oh my <laughs> God, he's exhausting. <laughs> um, he's 20 and uh, he is, he's now very upset because we are in a world that is a post COVID-19, not post yet, but yeah. like, 
both D-Day or whatever, C-Day. That's um, true. And so he was scheduled to bike from Baltimore to San Francisco this summer with a group of people in a fundraising, two months in a bike, 4,000 miles, which of course just has been canceled. Right. And now every single dinner night, because he's home, of course, he's home from college. Um, and every, literally every evening, and it was so last night, he's like, okay, so I have a plan. And I'm going to have three friends and that girlfriend's going to drive and we're going to bike anyway. <laughs> we're going to go from Boston to Seattle. We'll leave on June 15. And my husband and I are like, oh my God. <laughs> so I did a good job with that, I have to say. Um, and obviously all of my children are different, but, but, but really I have raised my kids from a place of them bringing me an idea. And I would say, why not? Mm. And which drives my husband insane because he's the <laughs> absolute, he's, if you take, well, when we, we've taken personality tests and we literally are opposite. Interesting. And do you, do you think you, um, you think you needed that to balance you somewhat? Oh, I was just going to say, <laughs> I don't think I could have lived with someone like me. <laughs> I see. I see. So that's great. I, but that's, that's wonderful. And I'm sure that's again, also how you've helped others, especially like youth uh, risk youth that you've worked mm -hmm. with. But also, it's it's a matter of also the, the the example that you've modeled for them and others. I have to believe, right? Thank you. Yeah, it's been yeah. They know my my I think my sixteen year old. We were picking him up from some event a few week a few months ago actually, and uh, I started playing old songs from World Cup. Um, so I'm Argentinian, so we love soccer, and so we're big on the World Cup, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, the World Cup of like Italy 1990 was like a big moment. And there's like a song associated with it. So I was playing the song like loud in the car with my 16 year old and he was laughing. And he said, Mama, I don't know that there's many moms that jam in the car with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. That's that wonderful. All right. So then tell me then what leads to this focus on clarity and helping others find clarity and then, clarity and then founding Masters in Clarity in 2013. What leads to that for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So 2012, I found my 2011, 2012, I found myself with, I made a decision. I said, I do not want to start a company. Because here's the thing for entrepreneurs that you must know and you must plan around it, which is being an entrepreneur can be incredibly lonely. Um, and so in 2012, my youngest was in full-time school and I was like chugging along and the last company I had, which was a language school actually, and I decided that I didn't want to start a new company. I wanted to belong. I wanted to be part of a team. So I went and collaborated with a project locally and in that project I learned <laughs> I just it was a it was a to lack for lack of a word it was an interesting cultural environment um cultural like like office culture um and it was not what I was looking for on the contrary it probably was the, the worst environment of belonging mm -hmm. um and obviously I was 38 and I woke up one day and I said, I don't like what I'm doing, but I have no idea who I am or what I do. I had total lack of clarity. Like I was a queen of confusion. <laughs> and so one of those 
serendipities and sometimes the world just shows you the way you have to hit a wall for a window to open and i was exposed to the concept of coaching which for whatever reason i didn't know and um and i i followed the sign and i explored what was coaching what was actually what was the coaching industry what did it mean and I ended up signing, signing up to be a CTI, so the Coaches Institute, um, CTI coaching student. And I did that whole program for a year and I graduated and I'm, a, I'm an ICF accredited coach. And in that, I think it was the second weekend because it's five weekends and then it's a whole year program. But in the second weekend, they, no, this is how it was. We did the five weekends and I made some good friends. And the last weekend we went out for dinner and I had bought these tiny frames um, and I had written one word for each of my friends, which I felt was their word based on me meeting them, right? And spending all those months together. And I did one for myself. I, I, everybody was receiving a gift and I gave myself a gift too, which is weird now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and I have it on my desk. I'm actually looking at it right now. And the word that I wrote on my little tiny frame, and the frame happened to be an orange frame, okay? Again, this is before Masters in Clarity. Um, and if you know, if you look us up, our logo is orange. Right. But so I had this orange frame and the word in the center is clarity. And the purpose that I had verbalized while I was doing my coaching training and they asked, what is your life purpose? I said, my purpose is to bring um, I am the light that brings clarity to life, which sounds very grandiose. Mm -hmm. Right. As, as I always say, if your purpose is not grandiose, it's too small or it's too, you know, you're not thinking big enough. Um, so, so really I started honing in and of all the things I can bring to the world, what is one thing I can absolutely confidently say, I know this. And I think that word is and has been since I was a baby, is clarity, basically making sense of a chaotic situation. And, and why, if that was such a focus for you, why do you think, and the reason I ask this question is I think it would help for most of us who find ourselves with lack of clarity, especially as to small business and why we started a business and why we continue to run a business. Why do you think you had found yourself with some lack of clarity? Because I, because I lost the sense of who I was, and that's that has a few layers. It's not uncommon for for coming of age, right, to get to your forties and the the thirty eight, thirty nine, turning forty can trigger that. It's not uncommon for someone who emigrates to a new country. Is not uncommon for a parent, specifically a mother who spent most of the time with children. So there's many layers to it. Um, but, uh, but I think that's really what it was. It was a time in my life. Yeah. We will continue with this episode of the How A Business podcast in just a minute. But before we do, let me ask you a few questions. Do you wanna be your own boss and start your own business? Do you aspire to be an entrepreneur and enjoy the freedom of time and location? So what's holding you back from getting started? How do you know if you're even really actually ready to be your own boss? I'm excited to announce my new online self-paced course 
called Starting Your Business, Are You Ready? This course will help you clearly understand if you are in fact ready, and if you're not quite ready now, what do you need to do to get there? Perhaps you need help understanding and overcoming your fears, or maybe you are not entirely sure what it really takes to be ready, willing, and able to become your own boss. My online program is about helping you take the first critical steps towards realizing your dreams of becoming your own boss. I'll take you step-by-step through a process that will help you determine if you are in fact ready to be your own boss and specifically identify what you need to do next. You'll end up with a clear plan and a roadmap to get you ready to launch your first small business. I am currently offering a special discount for our listeners, so visit thehowabusiness.com to get your promo code or text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. If you want to find out more about starting your business, Are You Ready? My online self-paced course. And again, to get your discount promo code, just visit thehowabusiness.com or text the word biz to 31996. Let me help you get ready to become a successful small business owner. So uh, that also then lends itself to our clarity, of course, evolves and shifts over time then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So related to this, so before we move on to diving into clarity, how did your involvement and uh, passion and, and focus on TED Talks come about? And for those who don't know what what a TED Talk is, specifically the TEDx program, can you introduce that briefly first? Let's talk. Let's explain what they are for those who may not know. Absolutely. And you're 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 asking is right on point because it's really that was the transition. So I became a coach and I launched my coaching business. Actually, I, I launched under DoloresHirschman.com, and um, I had already been part of an organizing team, a TEDx organizing team. So. TED is the main organization who, which is based in New York City, does the big TED Talks and TED.com and this kind of 18-minute talks where people share their ideas worth spreading, right? Right. And TEDx is kind of a program that they, they, they launched, I think it was 2008 or 2010, where they would allow independent individuals, so not employees from TED, to organize and host TED-like events. So they call them TEDx. So if you ever, and you can see their talks online. And so we are belonging to the TED community, but we, we're not employed. We are not, you know, we, we can't speak on behalf of TED. Um, but, but we have, as an organizer, you have a license and you have to, you know, um, uh, follow some guidelines. And so, so when, when I launched my coaching practice in 2013 uh, by 2015 I was doing well I started a new business I was happy but there was something missing Henry I don't know there was just this um this like here's what it was is that I was doing a great job with my clients and I loved it and I was getting them unstuck into the place of clarity of their next phase of their lives if you want which is very much what a coach does mm-hmm. And then the moment they said, okay, yeah, I, I want to start a business or I want to do this or I want to write a book, they were like going and getting help for the, the execution of their dream. And I'm like, 
well, wait a minute. So I love the execution part and they, and, and I want to be part of it in a tactical thing. So, so I, I kind of just understood like, okay, wait, I love what I'm doing, but there's something missing. And I asked myself, what would I do for free all day long? And the answer to that question, which if you're listening to this, you should ask yourself, what would you do for free all day long? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer to the question was, I would hang out with people with big ideas. And so coincidence or not, that at, at the time that I was having those conversations in my head, I got approached by a local group of people who wanted to bring back the TEDx that I had organized a few years ago because it was only one year. And so I said, I said yes, and, I, and I, I actually took over the leadership of one of the largest events in the East Coast. Uh, and we ran that event for three years. So it, it kind of came about in this whole exploration of what, again, what, what about this project is engaging or exciting, just like I did all my life. Right, so why right. not? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Why would, then, would, what, what, um, should you organize a TEDx? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then become a thought leader in the area and write a couple books about it. So why you know, not? <laughs> a little bit more than most people do, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, but, but it obviously, let's start to then deeper dive into this, this concept of clarity. I have to think, obviously, that, that being able to communicate effectively in the 18 minutes, which is the format for TED and TEDx, that it helps and it's, and I want to start getting into how you further help your clients communicate your idea, as you say, in a clear and concise way. So people respond. So from a small business owner's perspective, I want you to start explaining that, how you help people, but, but I got to think that preparing and delivering an effective 18 minute uh, presentation, you've got to bring to bear all of those skills, right? Exactly. So it was one of those things, Henry, that, when I said yes to doing the TEDx, which was a volunteer position, I was not making any money on that. And, and I say this a lot, is sometimes say yes to something, even though you don't know where it's leading to, leading you to, because you might find the answer in the process. And that's what happened to me. I said yes to that project, I took it on, and I learned that not only my word was clarity, I learned that A, I really enjoyed helping people sort out their their words, their thoughts, their ideas. A, I enjoyed it. B, I was actually really good at it. <laughs> um, and so when when helping our speakers prepare for the stage and prepare under 18-minute talks, I really understood how people would get in their own way when communicating and what they needed to get unstuck and 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 deliver clear conversations. So that kind of experience then fed back into my business. And that's when I moved from theloresearchment.com to Masters in Clarity. Because what I do, and you, you know, how do I bring clarity or help people gain clarity is I don't give people clarity. I make people masters of their own clarity by by providing them what I call clarity frameworks, which is kind of blueprints for thinking. <laughs> so, so guidelines as well as questions, like like the question that you already mentioned, you know, what would I do for free all day long? Those are, that's how you're helping clients arrive at their own clarity, right? Correct. And even for speaking, I've created a seven step framework. I call it paint by number for speaking, where 
where literally I will break it down and say, you know, um, 10% of your talk should be on this part of the talk and, and 20% of the talk should be on this on 80%. And you can find all this information on my website. But basically is like when you're giving a talk, there are some things you have to do slash say that, that will, will bring you, uh, will bring a message in a cohesive and engaging way. Most speakers go on stage, they talk about who they are and then they teach whatever they're going to teach. Right. Right. But the audience is left looking at them. It's like, why do I care who you are? because you didn't give me a reason to listen to you first and you're teaching me something, but how can I trust that you know your stuff? <laughs> and furthermore, I got to believe the ultimate test as to whether it was effective is, do you get me as an audience member, whether it's literally exactly. an audience. Are you talking to me or to who? Yeah. And do you get me to take action? I got to think, right? Whether it's to provoke thought or to take action. Yeah. And if I translate to small business, my audience is not my TED audience, but it's my customer that I'm trying to reach, my ideal yeah. client or customer. Right? Exactly. So if I get them to respond, and this is part of what you teach, then that's, that's a successful then, communication then of traction. my idea. Then I get traction. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are, can you share a couple of those tips that either apply to TED Talks and or communicating that idea? So and I'm, I'm going to put it in the context of what's happening right now. I'm actually running a challenge this week. Uh, and every night I hop on a Zoom call for an hour and we talk about uh, pivoting because that's what everybody's doing right now. Right. Uh, because we want to not only survive, but thrive. And so one of the exercises I had my, the people do last night was make a list of all the problems in the world. Because the reality is that if you're an entrepreneur, you're in the business of solving problems. And if the world has more problems, then there's more opportunities for you, not less. And so I had them list all the problems and then circle five of the problems that they listed, five problems and attempt to to think of a solution for that problem. And, and tonight we're gonna work on how can we actually be that solution. So how do I help entrepreneurs communicate is when you're talking, or let's say you meet someone on a networking event, what you want to say at the beginning of your, hi, my name is Dolores, um, is you want to share the problem that you solve. Not how you solve it, not that you are an award-winning anything, and not that you wrote a book or had 15 TEDxs. It's what is the problem that you solve? Because what you're looking for is that the person listening, whether it's one person or a million, is will their antennas go up and say, ah, that's a problem I have. I should talk to that person more. You're looking for a connection and a match. Um, this sounds to me very like, but, but tell me where I'm missing something like the whole concept of understanding and defining your why, what, what Simon Sinek talks about. Um, what, what is that? Do you agree with that or where, what, where is it different? Interesting. I actually, I met Simon. Um, yes and no. Um, so I have a, a process that I work on because called the idea method and Many years ago, I presented the idea method to, um, to a CEO, and he said, oh, 
that feels like an actionable framework of the Simon Sinek. Why? Yeah, I so, would have to agree yes. with that because that's my challenge with that, the why concept. I'm all bought into it, but I often have a hard time, especially translating it to how yes. it applies to my small business. Yes, exactly. So I love Simon. I have the book. I watch the talk and the whole thing, and I love it. And it's about the why. It's about what you stand for. Um, and so, yes, it's clarity of that is critical and, and it's critical for your long-term strategy of your company and it will affect how you make decisions and how you position yourself. But when you're actually talking to a human being who, who you don't know and they don't know you, you got to position your, your, your words, the first words out of your mouth have to be about the pain that you that you ease the pain that you heal. Um, because I believe that not because we're selfish human beings, but because we're human beings, we walk around the world with these antennas that are attuned with the problems that we are facing. So, so we're now all in the problem of how do I get more masks or how do I get groceries when I can't leave the house or how do I get my children to do their homework or exercise, right? That is, that's what we're reading online. That's what we're consuming because those are the problems that we have in the forefront of our mind. Right? Yes. And so as in your communication, when you're trying to attract clients that might need your solution, you need to lead with the problem you solve. And the more that you, instead of hiring a copywriter, I, I strongly suggest that you do research and, 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 just go read some forums or blogs, uh, sorry, or groups on Facebooks and, and, and threads of how people talk about the problem that you solve mm -hmm. and then borrow their statements, <laughs> borrow right. their words. Because basically all you have to say to the client is the words that they say to themselves about the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well said that, that you don't have to uh, go and craft some, you know, language that's going to convince people if you'll just listen to your target client they'll tell you the words yeah um you've judged i know you've judged a lot of uh judged a lot of competitions for startups you've mentored startups how have you seen that that clarity or lack of clarity how do you how do you have you seen that that impacts their probability for success or failure when when they do or don't have clarity when they make their pitch um, we live in a really fast world. And so people will either get you or not get you. And the con the, the risk, um, of, so I believe there's a couple of two things I believe. One is that our, our professional growth will be, will be in sync with our personal growth, right? that we're going to go as far as we feel comfortable going. Right. And unless we, ex we, we stretch our comfort zone, we're not going to go further than that. Mm -hmm. So it's a personal journey there. That's why I'm a coach. Um, and that many times we hide behind complex communications because we believe that if we make things simple or clear, they will not A, take us seriously, or B, feel that we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Certainly, that we don't deserve the, the money that we're asking for. It's got to exactly. be something the money, complex. Yeah. The attention, the work, the job, the whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And so people who are looking for solutions, they're looking for someone who can explain something really complex in a very simple way. Because if you can explain something complex in a very simple way, A, you really know it, and B, your self-doubt, confidence, ego, whatever you want to call it, is not getting in the way of good, doing a good job. Yeah, yeah great stuff. I, I've always agreed with that. I love that second point about your ego not getting away, that that's a, an example of it. But yeah, if, if you can't explain something, no matter how complex it might be, in very simple layman's terms, like you said, focused on the pain that it heals, then you've got some work to do because you're not going to mm -hmm. convince others to follow you or to give you money mm -hmm. or to support you. Yeah. Um, one of the challenges, though, to go back to this point of you know similarity to the whole why thing and understanding your clarity, where I get hung up sometimes as a small business owner is maybe I don't want to change the world. I just want to run a small business that supports my lifestyle. And so what do you say to that? Because that's sometimes where I get hung up with some of this is I'm not looking to change the world. I just want to serve my clients or customers and, and support my lifestyle. What am I missing? That, that's, so that, that's all we do. <laughs> that's all I do. I don't change the world. I just show up. Um, and so the truth is every time you serve your customer and you solve a problem for your customer, you're changing the world, mm, yeah. whether you think about it or not. Right. Um, but it can be scary to pretend to solve everybody's problem. And I, and I, and I, I would encourage you not to, um, I would encourage you to just show up and solve the problem or the person that you can help in front of you. I love that. Yeah. That's I it. love that. Keep like, it simple I, I, yeah. and keep on going. That's right. Um, and if nothing else, that butterfly effect takes over, right? So exactly, exactly. Who do you, you don't look someone, you know, someone heals a doctor heals a person. They don't know what that person is capable of, of the miracles that person is capable of, of accomplishing in the world. Well said, well said. All right. How, how do you recommend I get started? Let's say I'm an existing business owner or I'm thinking about starting a business. How do you help people get started with finding that clarity in my messaging and communicating my business idea perfect first identify the problem that you solve and go research about that problem what how people verbalize their problem and then first make sure that you can solve that problem <laughs> <laughs> um and then literally Start talking up when you introduce yourself, like fake it till you make it. When you introduce yourself and say, What do you do? Well, I'm the owner of, well, not even, I help people with X. Mm -hmm. And just listen for the reaction. Your clients are going to come from your initial conversations with people um, in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to ask you, How do I test that I'm getting clarity? I think you just said it really yeah. is as I see people get drawn to that or asking me, Tell me more. I've maybe have found clarity. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, exactly. As, as you, as people react uh, with that first statement, mm, what do you do? I, I solve this. Oh, tell me more Then you got a winning statement. Yeah. I've engaged them. I've, I've gotten their attention. I've gotten them to, to take action, to respond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, great stuff. So summarize for us uh, the, the services that you currently offer your clients today. Yes, absolutely. So we specialize on helping people clarify their message and their positioning and 
scaling as scaling basically a service-based business. Um, because of Pivot 19, right now we're actually um, sharing our everything we know. I've worked remotely for over 20 years. We actually are launching next week, um, and it's going to be ongoing a Pivot program where we teach business owners how to incorporate an online or virtual component. Doesn't mean that when we finish being locked in the house that you have to run all of your businesses virtually, but it would be to build a resilient business in today's world. You wanna have a, an, a lane or an option to your offerings that can be done virtually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so clarity of message and scalable business models. And what I love about the pivot program, similar to what you had mentioned earlier, the exercise of writing down, you know, all the problems that exist in the world right now is like you said, even if you don't end up going online or you abandon that later, I think it's the, the learning of how to do that. That seems like such a critical skill for any business owner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then I know you offer free consultations. Is that right? We do. If you go to mastersinclarity.com and you hit uh, start here on the top right corner is a big orange button. Um, you can book a, a, a free consultation, what we call them clarity calls. So mm. you will definitely walk away with clarity. Yeah. So we guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the significance of the color orange, if any? You know what? It's just a color that I've been uh, drawn to. I should look it up. I mean, it's just the color that that little frame that sat on my desk for a few years ah, I see. Um, was orange. And then that's we that's that's the color we fell into when when mm. we did the branding. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, all right. I'm always looking for book recommendations uh, other than yours. And again, your books, you, you've written a couple books on TED Talks and other books. You, you read a not you wrote a nonfiction book as well, right? I did. That was one of those. Why not? <laughs> uh, and that was in 2011 called New Beginnings. Uh, it's kind of a fun read. But the one book that I, I love, and it's actually a good timely book right now, is Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm -hmm. Love it. Thanks for that recommendation, making a note of it here. And then the other thing I've been asking people for is, is there a, a time management tool hack technique that you've applied over the last, maybe forever, but certainly recently that you would recommend? It could be something simple that helps you manage your time. Yes. So, uh, so I would say check out Maelstrom, M-A-I-L, S-T-R-O-M, strom.com, because it helps with the abundant emails you get in your inbox. Wonderful. Okay. I've not used that. I'll, I'll put a link to that on the show notes page as awesome. well, as well as Dolores' uh, books and book recommendation at thehowofbusiness.com. All right. We'll wrap it up with this last question. What's, what's one thing you want us to take from this conversation we've had about finding clarity, especially from a small business owner's perspective on finding that clarity to communicate our idea effectively? One thing you want us to take away. Yes. One thing I want you to take away is that you don't need clarity of every single aspect of your business. You just need enough clarity to take action and go for it. Okay. So that's great because because that helps me from uh, avoiding getting stuck in the uh, analysis or overthought of this, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Overthinking is basically 
uh, equal to procrastination. It's just a way for us to protect ourselves from something going wrong. Um, just know that whatever goes wrong is an opportunity to understand what you need to do right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the, the one question that you like to ask yourself and others, what would I do for free all day long? And I, mm -hmm. I think if we continue to ask ourselves that question, and again, I always try to tie it. It doesn't, I always struggle with, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to love every component of mm -mm. the business, but I have to love the problem, the solving of the problem for my customers or clients. I think, I think I have to have a, a passion for that, for me to be yes. in sync with my clarity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. All right. Tell us again where you want us to go online to learn more. Mastersinclarity.com. And you can get a clarity call by clicking start here. Wonderful. And we'll have a link to that on the show notes page to this episode at thehowabusiness.com. Dolores, this has been a great conversation. I could chat about this with you for another couple of hours. Thank you so much for taking the time and for being with me today. Thank you so much, Henry, for having me. My pleasure. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today again was Dolores Hirschman. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. You can also text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996 to receive more information. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.